Welcome to another episode of True North Nerds. Yay! Woo! This week, we look at What If. The, what If? The, the show What If. Not what If? Just weird if questions Kevin we may have. Here. <laughs> well, apparently the answer to that What If is we record without him. We'll find out today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Kevin is off doing theater thingies, and unfortunately this week it just didn't line up because he is super busy with rehearsals. He is here in spirit, though. Ghost Kevin. <laughs> Ghost Kevin. <laughs> but we do have Ryan. I'm here. And we have Jen. I'm here, too. And we have me. I'm here. Brent's here. I'm always here. And we have Petra. And we're all Who's here eating? in person. No ignoring each other this time. Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> because we were giving you shit for doing it when I do it too. <laughs> See, it's not just me. It's also Ryan. Speaking of Ryan. Yes? What's in the news this week? What's in the news? What isn't in the news? I don't know. This stuff. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Where do we start here? Okay, so... My list is all over the place, but uh, uh, Kevin Feige has come out and confirmed Deadpool 3 has a spot on the super secret MCU release schedule, but he's not ready to reveal it yet. Because it's super secret? Yeah. And probably because they don't have a script or an actual filming date yet. Probably. It would be a terrible super secret project if they told everybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the project's not secret. They told, we know about the project, just the schedule. Oh. Just like with all the uh, other things, like the oh here, let's jump ahead on my thing here. Do ba do do do. The now they've signed um, Anthony Mackie, right? That's a, that's his name. Yes, that's his to name. To be Captain America in Captain America Four, so that's going to have to go somewhere in the schedule. Well, if they didn't sign him to be that, then the whole Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show would have been. But they could have just done another season of the show. They didn't have to do another movie. That's true. Yeah, but they've signed him on to do another movie. And it does sort of tie in a little bit to what Kevin was saying about these actors not necessarily being signed for like six to eight movie deals. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of just ones and twos now. Yep. And I think that ties into what we talked about last time with the whole back-end deals and mm. all that stuff. Uh, more Marvel uh, MCU news. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our... Uh, Amazon device started uh, speaking for no apparent reason. Alexa, stop. <laughs> okay. We call her he who must not be named. Uh, Dominic Thorne, uh, for those of you who don't remember or know who she is, uh, she's playing Riri Williams in the upcoming uh, Marvel Plus Ironheart series. So that's the, the female Iron... Not Iron Man, but the Iron Woman, the, the, the young girl, Iron person, the young the the young girl, the university aged woman who builds her own iron suit. Ironheart sounds like a Care Bear. Yeah, 
Uh, well, apparently we'll be seeing her in um, in the next uh, Black Panther movie first. Awesome. She'll be premiering in uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I'm looking up to see if Ironheart actually is a Care Bear. No, it was Lionheart is a Care yeah, Bear. Lion, not Iron. I'm pretty sure there was an Iron something, wasn't there? I don't think so. I, I don't think that was too it, steel and yeah, too rough the, to be a Care yeah, Bear. Yeah, Care Bears were all about the cuddly. Iron is not cuddly. <laughs> All right. Next. Next. Uh, Ooh, we got our final trailer for The Eternals. I watched it. I watched it, too. And there are apparently many people on the internet who were like, ooh, ooh, why am I the only one that's so excited to see Galactus finally showing up? I haven't watched it yet. Galactus isn't in the trailer. Exactly. You know where that comes from, though? Gail Simone. She put it out on her Twitter because she trolls the shit out of everybody <laughs> on a constant basis. Well, the, that's and awesome. she put out on her Twitter with the the picture of it, like how come that like something along the lines of like how come nobody else saw Galactus in this photo and just it spread from there. Well, it started before that because I know that uh, when I was at work right after the trip, like after I'd watched the trailer, um, my coworker uh, Ryan, the other Ryan. Uh, mentioned to me, and he because he started trolling commenters because he's like, mm. uh, and he got liked. I forget who it was that he was commenting on, but they like liked his comment and had moved it onto the top of their thing because he was kind of along the lines of, uh, what Galactus, dude, uh, that's a celestial. Yeah, it, it, we got a little bit more of a preview of the story in this one. Yes, and also. I was a little surprised we get a character actually ask them, why the hell weren't you doing anything about Thanos? Like, they even put that in the trailer. Yep. So, uh, that's kind of cool. Yes. It looks like it will be an interesting movie. Um, <laughs> oh, so we got some Toys R Us news. Uh, both on our side and south of the border. Mm-hmm. So uh, south of the border, apparently, what's what remains of Toys R Us has signed a deal with Macy's to open up little uh, Toys R Us sections uh, in Macy's stores. Yeah, let's see if that works for them any better than their last plan did. Well, yeah, because I, I thought they had the same plan with Target, and then that never happened. Yeah, but uh, but we have better news for this side for us up here in the Great White North. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Doug Putnam uh, has actually uh, completed a deal to take over uh, Toys R Us Canada. He is, uh, well, I guess he took him over from that investment conglomerate that owned them, uh, Fairfax Financial. Mm-hmm. So, but Putnam is the owner and founder of Sunrise Records. Yep. Cool. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Sunrise Records is, that's a music shop. It's a chain. And one of the only ones left. Yep. Uh, 85 locations across Canada. Yep. And so he's he was talking a lot, all kinds of like good things. He's like wanted to up you know, increase in the online presence and the online sales. Fix their website. Fix the website. And uh, and he's hoping to actually add fifteen to twenty physical locations across Canada within the next year. Huh. That's that's pretty. That's a pretty big expansion. Yeah. Like that's a lot of stores. Really. Well, yeah. Because I think when I read there, they have. It's funny because he has. So there's. I think 85 Sunrise locations, and then there's like 81 Toys R Us locations. So maybe it's a number. Yeah. That, that's how you uh, call down the beast is you have 81 record stores and 81 Toys R Uses. Is the beast Jeffrey the giraffe? Yes, a giant Ooh, giraffe. Yeah, giant Jeffrey the giraffe stomping on like Alberta. <laughs> 
Alrighty, next. Um, oh, did you see the, tra- the the trailer for the other Netflix He-Man cartoon? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Okay, then we'll hold off on your opinions on it because, yeah, it, it's geared it's, towards oh, kids it's, though, and it's yeah, it's 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 kiddie. It's for kids. It very much reminds me of a lot of the other kind of uh, over-the-top computer animated uh, like the cartoons that are on TV right now. Yeah, where you got like these like you know big bodies, little heads, big things. You know, just everything proportions are all out of whack. Usually, it's big heads, little bodies. Yeah, no, not this way. Oh. Yeah, he's he very small, head, heads. big muscles. Oh, hmm. Weird. Yeah, I I think the 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 problem they're going to kind of run up with weirdly is Shira, is because that Shira cartoon was so good for like kind of all ages across the board, and now every like all Masters of the Universe stuff is now kind of being compared to that a little bit, or to the original stuff, which isn't fair because I the should, original's not very good. I should rewatch that Shira. I want more <laughs> of it. It's so good. But uh, so yeah, this is a completely different style of animation and artwork than any of the ones that have come before it. So, mm. um, but yeah, you know, if it's aimed for kids, I think it, you know it's going to hit that target. Uh, I don't know if I'll watch it. From what I've seen of it, it, it looks like it would be right up my nephew's alley. Yeah, and it's a whole, it's a new, a new telling of the story too. It's like yep. a start from scratch. Which nephew? Orko's a robot, apparently. What? Okay. Yeah, it, it, or at least it appears that I saw some toy images. Not my Orco. Maybe it's just armor. <laughs> oh, maybe. For the toy. Did you see the Star Wars Vis- Visions trailer? Yes. No. Yes, we did. Did we? Yes, you did. It's the anime. The oh, anime yes. Stuff. Yes, I did. Yeah, the, I'm really the new one that just came out. That. Yes. It looks awesome. Yeah, we've seen all kinds of new takes on different uh, like lightsaber technology. The one, and this is in no way saying that this is a bad idea, but the one like criticism I have about this is that it's a whole bunch of short stories, but I know, I know that I'm going to watch the short story and go, I want more of that. Yeah. And that's, I'm not going to get more. And then I'm going to be sad. Well, the, but you don't, that's the thing. You don't know what we're going to get out of this. That's true. Since the, I'm assuming each one's going to be its own little half hour episode, will be different, its own stories. If there's something that people really like, who knows we don't get, if we don't get more of it moving forward. That hmm. would be awesome. Right? It's kind of like a way, this is like a perfect way for them to be like, let's see what works and what doesn't work. I kind of see this as almost a way of them doing sort of like, which we'll get into a little bit later. This is like a Star Wars what if almost. Yeah. They can do... N- Somebody didn't turn off his phone. Oh, is that me? Shit. Two hours later. Where was I? I don't know. Oh, we were talking about visions. Yes. Oh, yes. And what we might get or not. Well, it's a, it's one of those things that they can do like a ton of different things with later on. Like they can, they could even do like what if style storytelling with it, yep. right? Like they did it in the comics. There's no reason they can't bring up some of those ideas in an animated form like this. See, and it looks super appealing to me because you know I love Star Wars for the mysticism part of it. And it looked like it's not going to be about armies. It's not going to be about politics. It looks like it's all going to be about Jedi's and the Force. And that's the part of Star Wars that I love the most. So, but at the same time, there's not like season two could be all like mechs and like starfighter stuff and things like that. Like you can do so much stuff with. Oh, it. yeah, it's anime. You yeah. can do whatever yeah. you want. But I'm just happy that this one is going to be all about <laughs> Jedi and the Force. 
Uh, we had some more Star Wars. Lots of Star Wars and Marvel news today. But no, Good thing we're a nerd is. podcast. I know, eh? <laughs> uh, so I know we brought this up before. The, uh, Disney was slowly kind of changing the name to Boba Fett's ship from Slave 1 to, for a while, the, like the Lego sets were called Boba Fett's ship. ship. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like it now has a name. I didn't even know they were doing that. Yeah. The, it makes sense. Yeah, it's just the, the political climate of today. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, it totally makes sense. I just didn't even know they were doing that. Uh, it looks like it's going to be called Fire Spray. And that That's has... That sounds weird. like an infection. So it's a reference to the fact that the ship is a Fire Spray 32-class patrol and attack craft. Oh. oh. So kind of like the Millennium Falcon is, a, what is it, a YT... Yeah. Something, Corellian, something. Freighter. Corellian Freighter. Yeah. So that's what they're... That's what I've read today. I know that there's a bunch of people up in arms about it, but at the same time, it's like, other than like books, the name of that ship is never mentioned. And that's why I didn't you notice will they not, were changing it. Yeah, you will not find it in Empire Strikes Back. You will not find it in Return of the Jedi. You don't even find it in Mandalorian. It's never referenced by name. Nope. So, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Disney has also announced a Disney Plus Day. So that'll be coming uh, Friday, November 12th. Are they going to send us cake? No. Oh. Let's no. make your own cake. But it is the two-year anniversary of uh, Disney Plus. We should totally mm-hmm. make a cake. And it'll be one of these events where they just, they'll just be talking about what's coming up and new and exciting things for Disney Plus. And probably announce a couple things we don't know about yet. Yeah, exactly. Let's make a cake. Ooh. Think we get Moon Knight trailer? By then, maybe. When the, is it? When is it? November. They've been filming. Yeah, but we, so it the, like you, you could get a minute and a half. We might get a tease of Moon Knight there, but I can see more of a trailer for other stuff like uh, She Hulk and Miss Marvel that are already oh, done filming. That's true too. Yeah, that we haven't gotten yet. So I'm looking forward to Ms. Marvel. I think that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I hope it's fun. I like her fun. in the cartoons, and I like her in the the comics that I've read. So I'm looking forward to a live action. Yeah. Need something to replace my precious Squirrel Girl. <laughs> and since we're talking about other virtual cons, uh, Hasbro also announced PulseCon, yep. which will be October 22nd and 23rd. Uh, Why AK- don't they just AKA call it Empty Your Wallet Con? Right That's before our exactly. anniversary. <laughs> um, and then so here was a, I'll throw this to you because you know more about this one than oh, I do. I, I think I know where you're going. Um, there's a an online service called Substack that's been making all kinds of news. This uh, as I put it here, making a splash into the online comic book marketplace. Uh, so the Substack it works is they are a an online service that you can sign up. Anyone can use it and write and you can get subscribers and you send out your newsletters and so on. Right. So they, in this case, creators will email comics out to their readers and use Substack subscription tools to charge directly for access to their artwork. Uh, some of the creators that have already signed up are James Tinian, the fourth who has been writing on Batman for the last, uh, like what? I want to say the last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Popular on that. Uh, Saladin Ahmad, uh, Molly Knox, Ostertag, Scott Snyder, and uh, Chip Zdarsky, just to name a few. 
I know who Gypsy oh, Dice you, is. Oh, you, you missed the other big na- big gun in there, too. Yes, I forgot. Jonathan Hickman's in there with a whole crew of people working on like a shared universe comic. I've told you the one I was thinking of. That was, that was oh. the other news that you mentioned to me. I forgot. But don't. Uh, I figured you might have some more input on this uh, Substack thing. Yeah, so it's Substack is making a huge play for digital comics right now. They have pretty much lined up like a who's who of modern comic creators to be part of this. And like Hickman is bringing with him a friend of the show, Mike Del Mundo. Um, as, I forgot Hickman was even signed yeah, up too. Yeah. And, but he's also like, he's gotten uh, a bunch of the people he worked on uh, the X books with to create various aspects of this shared world. Like uh, Teeny Howard, who's been writing uh, Excalibur, I think, is working on like the magic system. Like how magic works in this universe. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and like, and one of the other X writers was developing like how money li- works or like trade and stuff like that. Okay, and it, it goes back to like an old school like sci-fi anthology where it was a shared world and like all the writers like kind of built different aspects of it and then everybody wrote in it. That sounds but, neat. Like. And when I say they're making a play, is Substack is also throwing a lot of money at these guys. Like James Tinian the Fourth has quit Batman over it. Like that's a good bang comic kick, yeah. and he could probably do it for at least another year or two. And but he the the deal is is they are giving these creators money up front for the first year. They are taking a large percentage of the subscription money. For the first year, and then from year two onward, the creators get everything other than whatever fees Substack takes out of, like they would normally anybody else. But like it's big enough that um, Chip Zardesky and there's one of the other creators. So one of the slight backlashes is is Substack, like many other social media platforms has given a voice to everybody, including right-wing nutbags and Nazis. And you can't, like, they're they're sort of policing it, but it's like anything else like that. It's really hard to police it at all. So, like, Chip Zardesky, for instance, when he heard the criticisms, is donating his subscription royalties from the first year to, like, LGBTQ charities and stuff like that. Like, think about that, though. He he's going to be giving up part of his work because he's not going to be able to work on as many like mainstream books. Apparently, he's still doing something for Marvel. He has clarified that he's still writing for Marvel, but he's still making enough money off of it where he feels that he can donate like whatever the subscription proceeds are to charity, like wholesale. Yeah, and that means they're throwing a lot of money at this. I'm curious to see how it plays out. I am not one of those people who likes digital comics. I I just I'm too much of an old fart, I think. I just like the the tactile feel. I like going into my shop every Wednesday. But uh for my end, it made me look at Substack as like not so much comics obviously, but like is there a way I can turn this into a thing where I can make money at it? Like, I've been seriously looking at their platform. So, I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? 
and there, there will be people who can generate subscriptions who are now looking at it because of all these comic book people going over. It's going to bring eyeballs to the platform. Yeah, for sure. and the, in that way, I think it's this gamble has probably already succeeded. Like I've seen some of the subscription numbers for these guys right out of the gate. It's pretty impressive. Hmm. So it it'll be interesting to see where it's at a year from now. Like, you know, it, it sounds exciting, all these big creators right off the bat, but what happens when the sheen kind of wears off a little bit? And what's the price point on these subscriptions? Um, I th- It depends on the, the creator, because it's, think of it kind of like Patreon, yeah, but for writing and newsletters and stuff like that. So you can do different tiers. Okay. And like, what, like they seem fairly well-priced. I think, I want to say Chip Zardeski's is like... 16 bucks for the year or something like that oh that's not too bad though. or you can you can like there's different levels there's also like a 250 dollar founders level or something like that for uh not his somebody else's but that's where you're getting like limited edition covers and stuff like that sent to you and things of that nature so with you, the you go have dinner with them you own him <laughs> But you have to take cover the check. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised to see like like there's been stragglers coming in. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Donny Cates, the the guy who's been doing all the Venom stuff in the last little while. He's launching one. Nice. And I don't so know if like he's part of that wave of guys they signed or if he just went shit. This is a good idea and is now jumped in on his own. Yeah. It's like this is the new place for creator owned stuff. For for the time being, yeah. Now a lot of them did say that print versions of these books might come out from other publishers later on, like trades and yes, collections because, and like, stuff Well, like even that. Chip, like, he's going to be continuing one of the stories of his previously <laughs> that he's previously done with creator-owned stuff. Yep. And uh, he was asked, will this get printed? And his answer was, well, Image owns the print rights, so maybe if, if it gets printed, it'll, it'll come th- from Image. And that might be a good solution for some of these books, because that book that he's talking about had a dedicated following but didn't sell huge so i could see it like doing well for him in the subscription thing and if the numbers do okay he'll release a trade yep makes sense all Uh, right hopefully we haven't bored everybody to death with money and (laughs) comic politics well while we're there um uh, bendis is moving again yes because he is no longer exclusive to dc hasn't been for like a number of months now and uh, he's taking his, at least he's taking like his Jinx World, which is like his creator own stuff over to Dark Horse for a bit. Which means those Jinx World books, which includes um, uh, Torso and uh, Powers, I think is part of the Jinx World. And a couple other books have now been published at Image. Marvel, DC, and now Dark Horse. He's getting the whole collection. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I think we what we were talking about this the other day when we were playing Apex is he came on to Superman with like such fanfare and then it just kind of like that he made some big changes to the to to the characters and stuff by introducing Jonathan and yeah. all that but now that we mention it, I wonder if, with all the stuff that f- that got scrapped, mm. with that whole future the 5G state and, and the five G or whatever, yeah. all that, 
if that is part of maybe why he's now not he didn't re-up an exclusive contract with them well, and then, is looking to move on to It doesn't sound else. like they offered him one. Well, yeah, but it doesn't sound like they're offering anybody that. Yeah, it's a, it wasn't any slight against him. It's just it, DC is part of Warner Brothers, which at least at the time being was part of AT&T. And when they, we know they've been trimming a lot of money from places where they can. And those exclusive contracts at DC are now very rare. So... It'll be interesting to see what he does now, sort of untethered from mainstream comics for a bit again, because that's where he came from, was doing independent stuff, and then jumped on Spawn, of all things, first. Or Spawn or Sam and Twitch, one of the two, yeah? And he got noticed and ended up writing Ultimate Spider-Man, and that's what kicked off his mainstream comic career. It's weird to think of it. like We think of him in so mainstream characters... But he started off doing, like, crime comics, hmm. <laughs> more or less. He did one torsos about the, the Cleveland torso murder, where, the, like, they still haven't... Well, now the guy would be long dead, but they never caught the guy who did it. He was basically killing homeless people and taking their heads. Wow. Yeah. In Cleveland, Ohio. Highlander. Uh, it was... Uh, one, uh, I believe it's the the last sort of real like big name case Elliot Ness worked on, like oh, the yeah? guy from the Al Capone stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and I guess the last little bit of news thing I have is just the the thing that Kevin emailed us about that I didn't get a chance to look into. So he'll, I'm sure he'll be able to tell us all about it next episode. But uh, as he wrote, uh, Disney has officially canceled Fast Pass. Uh, replacing it with a system called Disney Genie, which will create custom touring plans for free. And then for $15 at Disney World or 20 at Disneyland, you can book Skip the Line Passes for most rides. Isn't that... Ex- well, Kevin might be able to... Isn't that essentially what the Fast Pass is? It probably sounds like it, but now it sounds instead of getting... Maybe instead of getting, you know, doing these ones... Where you completely skip a line instead of just with fast passes, maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been. I don't know how all that works. Yeah. I'm just used to staying I know it's in a line. pretty big shift in what they've been doing for the last five to six years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what he wrote. So I'm sure he'll be able to tell us all about it next time. Yep. I have one piece of news. And what is your piece of news? My news is sad. No. So. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle any more sad news today. Oh, Sorry. One more piece of sad news. Uh, one of my favorite comedians passed away. Um, so I don't know if uh, anybody watches BBC or British television. We watch it on YouTube. But Sean Locke, who is a comedian, uh, passed away from cancer. He was 58, I believe. Um, if you watch... Eight out of ten cats eight, does countdown. Eight out of ten cats does countdown is the best one. But he was also on the regular eight out of ten cats show. Um, and he's been he's was in a ton of things because I was watching some like retrospective of his yeah. life on YouTube. Um, but definitely look up eight out of ten cats does countdown. It is hilarious. Uh, and Sean Locke was really, 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 really good in it. So he was one of the anchor guys of that show too. Yeah, like, he, he was on pretty much every episode. Well, there was well, two like little... quote unquote captains of the yeah quote unquote teams. <laughs> you got to watch the show. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, he was really funny. And uh, yeah, when I when I saw that news, it was actually I don't really 
usually when a, f- a famous person passes away, I'm just like, oh, that's sad. Uh, but his was one of the ones where I was like, you know, I actually genuinely felt super sad because I liked watching him on 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown. So. Yeah, he was pretty funny. Yeah, so that's my yeah. sad news. We lost him and we lost Sonny Chiba this week too, the, the martial arts actor who yeah. North American audiences mainly know him from Kill Bill. He's the he's uh, Hattori Hanzo, the guy who made the the Bride Sword. Oh, okay. And but he was in a movie called Street Fighter that like kung fu guys like me just like absolutely love that movie. Oh, not Street Fighter with Jean Claude Van Damme. No, not that one. <laughs> and he was in a uh, a TV series called Shadow Warriors, which was like a samurai TV series, and he, he's been in a whole whack of things. But COVID related. Uh, or or COVID. basically I, he had something he had pneumonia or something and went into the hospital and then he got covid when he was in the mm. hospital and then just yeah and but all right on to good sort of fun stuff what if what if what if indeed uh so we've seen at the recording of this episode we have seen two episodes of what if the first being uh what if sharon carter got the uh peggy carter peggy carter Right, not Sharon. Peggy got the Captain America steroids. <laughs> <laughs> like that cocktail of goodness. <laughs> and the second one being the uh, what if T'Challa, Black Panther, uh, was Star-Lord. Or as uh, Nebula likes to call him, Cha-Cha. I Cha-cha. love that. I thought that was adorable. <laughs> um, so let's, let's take it with the first episode. And Captain then- Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Me too. I I liked it. I thought it was a little rushed. Like they, it felt like they were trying to jam so much into like the, what is it like forty five minutes? I think per episode, oh, maybe no, even it's less. Not even that. It's like thirty three, like, like half an hour. Yeah. But I, th- I like the concept of it. I thought I was gonna I, like based on the previews. I didn't think I was gonna like the animation style because it's kind of like that realistic animation where it almost looks like they just drew over a person. Rotoscope. Um, that's the word. But it okay. It bugged me for the first little while, but then I got into it, and it didn't didn't bug me after that. So I mean, I, I know that they're real people, so they have to make them look like their real life counterparts. Uh, but after a while, it didn't bother me as much. So. I, I definitely liked the second episode better, but I did, mm. I liked both of them. I um, liked scrawny Steve Rogers. He was so cute. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that apparently Chris Evans didn't voice him in that episode. And I'm kind of curious why. No. Too expensive. I, or What's his face? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in an episode. Mm. Yeah, it's an, uh, I, I think it might be more timing than anything scheduling. else. And, yeah. COVID probably also threw all oh, of that yeah, I'm off. Sure that, no, it doesn't, hurt, doesn't help anything. Um, I, I, I actually quite like the animation style because it, it reminds me, like, as Jen was saying, sort of the, the rotoscoping, but it reminds me of the uh, Fleischer Studio Superman, that old one from the 30s that, like, all you talk to any animator it was the, who likes superhero stuff, it was the greatest cartoon on the face of the earth. Like, that's where uh, Batman the Animated Series takes a lot of its cues from in terms okay. of look and design. Um, but uh, story-wise, I thought it was good. Like I said, I just thought it was a little kind of throwing so much stuff into it. Like, almost like they could, if they had done an extra 15 minutes or even another episode, it would have worked. But a little bit better for me. But still, it was cool. 
Yeah. I like uh, the Hydra Stomper. The Hydra Stomper. I just thought <laughs> I thought you know Peggy was so fluid and uh, and kicked so much butt with the shield. Yeah. Um, when she's flying on the back of the Hydra Stomper. And she's jumping from airplane to airplane, cool. uh, jumping straight at them with the shield and breaking the propeller. Mm. I, I imagine we got to actually see that in like a live action movie. <laughs> yeah, it would be one of those things that would either look really awesome or be so CGI that it's unbelievable that you just don't believe. Yeah, it. I think it would probably be. It would have to be I, super CGI. Yeah, I think it would probably look okay. I think they could pull it off, but, but it, it, sometimes animation can do things you can't do in a yeah. movie. When they oh, had no. uh, uh, Peggy riding on the what was it, the Hydra Stomper? Yes. Yeah, I was leaned over to Brandon. I'm like, it's like your cartoon, Big Guy and Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> a very similar design. It's cues <laughs> from that and the. The what was it called? The Ironmonger in Iron Man One. Yeah, yep. it looked similar to that. I do like the fact that they built handles into it for her. She wasn't just holding onto like yeah, on the random back, bits. So was, yeah. Like oh, yeah. they made stuff for her to, and that's in the toy too. I yeah. really like uh, Stark. What's his dad's name again? Uh, not Tony. No, Daddy Stark. Whatever his Eddie real name Stark. is. That sounds like Big a really... Papa Stark. Big Papa Stark. I really like Somebody his... said, send Robert Downey Jr. that t-shirt. <laughs> Sorry, it's late and I've had a long day and I can't remember his name. I totally blanked on it. But anyway, I really liked his character in that episode too. I like that he's the one who was just like, oh yeah, so they say you can't do this. And then he's like sliding over his invention. It's like, I didn't. And he, and he gets dragged along on the whole adventure, and he's like, I just pushed the buttons. And they're like, why are all these buttons in German? <laughs> I was a little surprised that, like, they got, like, some w- decently known actors for, like, smaller parts and bit players. Like, Bradley Whitford, who's been in, like, a crap ton of things, is the 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 skeezy general guy who doesn't want her out there doing anything. Yeah. And, like, like... I'm, I love him as an actor, so it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, I like the parts when they uh, made reference to things that happened in the Captain America movie that didn't happen here. Like, you know, like, well, they could dress you up and have you out there selling war bonds. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, Bucky doesn't end up being the Winter Soldier in this universe. Yeah. Which I thought was really good because I was like, yay, Bucky. When he makes it, wow, you almost pulled my arm off. It's yeah. Like, eh. Which I guess, yeah, I guess but, that means that Steve and Bucky end up growing old in the 40s and dying. Or We don't know. We don't no. know and, and I don't think we will either. The, each of these episodes yeah, seems self-contained. That's the one thing. And then, well, so spoiler, like with the, the way Star it Wars, ends. It's like the Star Wars Visions. Vil- or yep. Visions thing I was talking about. Yeah. But uh, so with it ends with her getting sucked into the portal with the tentacle monster. <laughs> and then we see her coming back out in the underground shield base. Uh, being met by Nick Fury and, and Hawkeye, Hawkeye yeah. kind of along the same lines of the beginning of the Avengers movie. Um, that's what I felt. It looks like yeah. it's that same compound. Mm. It's like, oh, I want to see... The, okay, now, now show me the next episode of this. Yeah. Yeah. But that that also sort of go, plays into the, the comic book series, right? Oh, yeah. Most of them were only like one issue, maybe two. In yep. terms of stories. Yeah, it's very few that got spun out into their own universes or became re- reoccurring characters. Yeah. I, I really love the whole what-if concept. Like, I like it in the comics. I love it in the in the cartoon. But even when they did the things like the um, the comic book that Neil Gaiman did in 1692, 
1602. 1602. With, uh, what was it, the X-Men? Yeah. If they were set in 1602? Well, it was all the Marvel Universe. Universe. Oh, it was all of it. Yeah. 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 Um, I love those kinds of like fun little twists like this, So, uh, which is why I'm really intrigued by the rest of this show. I think it's cool when they do stuff like that. And well, now that you know, as a result of Loki, we have a whole multiverse out there now. That's where all these things, that's what the whole what if is. Right? It's just a little thing that changes. Yeah. The variant. Right? And I like that the narrator is the watcher and he's the, he's like, now this is the part where everything changes. This one decision, this is what changes. It yep. makes and, it and sometimes it's small ones. Yeah. Like in the Peggy Carter episode, it's she stayed in the she room. stayed in the room. Whereas in the movie, she goes up to the control booth or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Whereas in the 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 second episode, pretty big change in in this one. Yeah. Um. This uh, the the Black Panther T'Challa as Star Lord episode. Uh, I like this one much, much better. It, it was I fun. just thought I like this one more yeah. too. Yeah, better than the first one. Although I don't like Nebula with hair. I gotta say, I like it, her better bald. I, I, the, <laughs> or maybe not blonde. If it was the blonde? Maybe not yeah. blonde. Anyway, that's a little nitpick. But I <laughs> like this is the one where it showed you like how different you can really take a concept because like the first episode, while it's Peggy. Er, Yes, Peggy Carter yep. as essentially Captain America. And yeah, there is some moments that change. The The general idea is kind of the same. Yeah. Whereas the Ravagers grabbing T'Challa changes everything from that point on. It like changes the universe. Onward. Yeah. Through the power of T'Challa being such an awesome person. Yeah. Which I love. The love Ravagers it. basically become Robin Hoods. Yeah. The... <laughs> Thanos becomes a Ravager. I love well, the just, ongoing joke where well, every time they talk to Thanos and he's trying to explain his thing. It's not genocide. It's random. Like, the it's random. Like, no, it's still genocide. <laughs> but before we get back to that, just when it starts and we see you know, it's recreating the, the beginning of Guardians with the whole Star-Lord stealing the, <laughs> the orb. Yeah. Um, which they never figure out what the, what the orb is. Yeah, they well. Well, they, they never she, say she or Nebula knows. Oh yeah, she's like uh, she, you haven't shown this to my father, have you? Yeah. But uh, when he says, that, "Well, you might know me as Star Lord," and he's like, "Oh, I love that! I love you! You're my favorite!" And he's totally fan. This, which is like the complete opposite. Yeah. Of the one is Peter. Where he's just going who. Yeah. yeah, I love the whole fan, and then he's a fanboy for the entire episode, and it's well. Then he recruits. He's like, "I'll so join you." Hilarious. Well, no, we got to fight. But I, then he's like, "Well, I'll only knock him out, and we'll okay, because he wants to be with us, so I'll take him away." Yeah. And now he's yeah. like, "Jeez." <laughs> and uh, that must be from from an actor's point of view. Must be fun going like with completely different. That wasn't sort of the same. Changes. Was it the same actor that did that? Voice? I believe it's Damon Houston who's listed in the credits for okay. it. I don't know. I didn't look. But like, like Michael Rooker, while Yondu is similar, it's definitely a kinder, gentler Yondu in that. Yeah. yeah. And Thanos is completely Comple- oh, yeah. flipped on his head. Yeah. I also like that it was a heist episode. Yeah. Like it was a Ocean's Eleven style Marvel cartoon. Oh, and the change in the collector as the collector stepping into the power gap that Thanos left. Yep. 
and he just becomes a totally different character. And Benicio del Toro came back to voice him too, mm-hmm. and like completely changed how he portrayed the character in it. Yeah, it's almost like a selfish Hulk Hogan or something. <laughs> and we got some more Howard the Duck. Yep. Yeah, Howard still the Duck voiced got by to Seth Green something. in it. <laughs> uh, d- and yeah. Cosmo. Yeah, the doggy he escapes. He's free. And did you notice that uh, T'Challa's uh, spaceship? It's not the Milano. It's the Mandela, like Nelson Mandela. Oh, I didn't. I never caught the name <laughs> of the ship. I guess yeah, I missed uh, it. Jen caught it. I didn't because yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. Like, okay, so who's the? Who could they switch it to? Which is like it fits the theme of the episode, though of one yeah. of of hope, basically, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, and it, yeah, so when they finally go home. And he sees his family again, and then everybody's there. And yeah, and you just see the different characters like kind of having moments with like the aliens and the humans, and yeah, yeah. and yeah, and Thanos trying to explain his, yeah, and they're like, nope, that's, that's still, still, still genocide, genocide. <laughs> but it's random, still genocide. That must have been a lot of fun to do, especially since like he was probably in a recording studio for like three hours. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah, and then the very, very last scene I don't remember if it was after the credits, but where no, it was, it was just the end of yeah, the episode, where you get the real Peter Quill meeting Ego, yeah, Ego's like, you know, he's like, oh, we're closing, and he's like, what. Don't you have some time for your dear old dad? Which again, I'm like, ooh, what does that mean? And, like, again, you're like, I want to see what happens next. And the watcher mentions like, and this one could end the entire universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because which could right? it was only because of Peter's connection to his friends, yeah, the guardians that he didn't kind of go along with his father's idea and plan to. Yeah. It, well, well, especially since like. You think about, like, oh, we don't even know what's going on in Peter's life at that point, right? Other than, he's like... He's working at Dairy Queen. He's yes. working at a Dairy Queen. He's obviously in his, like, 20s at that point. Yeah, because it was... His mom died of cancer when his early age, so he's probably raised by, like... His dad? Those grandparents no, on the farm or whatever? His dad, right? No, because no, his I think it was his No, but grand- wasn't his, like, his adopted dad or his... No, it was his grandfather. It's been a really long yeah, time since I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I don't think his mother ever, like, married or had uh, anybody else. Yeah, right? She yeah, was yeah. waiting for her star, her star man to come back. Right, right, right. But, like, like okay, so he is in, like, Shitsville. And still has a Walkman. Yeah, and... Yeah. He finds Probably out that he has like all this power. So, so who knows what that could happen? What could happen there? Yeah, and, Gam- and Gamora is missing from it all too. She shows up in one of the I later know, episodes as though. Thanos, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. She's wearing Thanos's armor so, and has his oh. double. Well, at least we assume. If you look at the graphic that they have on Disney Plus when you go to it, okay, it sort of previews what I assume are future episodes because we see Zombie Cap in there. Yeah, there's also an Ultron wearing like a cape, like it kind of looks like he is kind of like what one. if Ultron was good instead of or what if no more like oh, what Ultron what he... kicked ass and um, took names more than he did. I want to see the episodes with Spider Man in the cape. Because Spider-Man is awesome, and the cape was my favorite character in Doctor the Strange. Zombie that, that, that's the zombie one, because I think the action figure is called, like... Zombie Hunter? Zombie Hunter Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man and Capey teaming up. <laughs> and there, there's also a Doctor Strange episode, isn't yeah. there? Uh, themed episode. Yeah, because it looks right? like he's... I don't know what the even the what-if on that one is, but it looks like he... I don't know if it's... What if he goes bad and uses the power, or what Yeah, if, maybe. Yeah. Because it looks like he's using a lot of power, doing a lot of stuff, but... yeah. 
Yeah, it's just it's it's really super. And as I mean, I'm sure a lot of people think about in their lives, what if I had done this instead of this? So it's really super cool to see these come to life, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. And like any anthology, there's probably going to be ones that like you know you don't like as much as others yeah. and stuff like that. But I I kind of liked how it appeared because with the Peggy Carter episode, I kind of wondered if that would like all of the episodes were going to take place in that universe. Like yeah, it's I just the chain that. reactions. Like, well, like by the end of it, I'm like, I'm, I was wondering about it. Cause they, it's like almost a to be continued ending, Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't, with this episode, it's sort of like, nope, that's just, they're just going to put these little tags and teasers in some ways. I wonder if it's like, you know, proof of concepts. Like, if people really start talking about certain ones, we'll get that in season two or well, maybe season maybe. three. Well, like I was saying, with the vision, Star Wars vision one, that could totally be what happens, right? Like, yeah. It's just like, oh, maybe if maybe people really connect and they, they want to know, see more Captain Carter. So we'll see like another adventure of Captain Carter in the future, though. Yeah. yeah. There was one uh, what if concept that I think we saw on a YouTube video, and I think it was in the comics, where it was what if. Spider-Man was raised by J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. It, it, oh, really? It, yeah, oh. it was a, I think, Adam, a white like, culture that video. That sounds cool. Yeah, well, there were so many, like, that. those series ran for, like, hundreds of issues, yeah. right? So there's well, so many ideas they can pull out of. And if they've done, like, little, last few, in the last few years, or maybe in the last five, they'll do, like, four of them. Yeah. A year, and they'll just take, like, recent big crossovers or recent stories and be like, what if, and then just change it. Yeah, it's I, I just love the concept. It's super cool. Using the MCU as a springboard is a good idea. Too, yep. Though. Yeah. Yep. Well, especially for Disney Plus, because then yep. you, you just it's perfect. Because then you don't have to worry about people like knowing anything about the comics. Yeah. You just use your existing stories exactly. that people have seen. I, and- I got a message from somebody who I didn't think was going to bother watching it because it's because it's an animated cartoon. Yep. But he's into the MCU enough that he he decided he was going to I don't know if he watched beyond the first episode. He did watch the first episode and uh then he made the mistake of looking up the watcher on Wikipedia oh. and I had to clarify things for him. <laughs> I did not look up the watcher. On oh, there's a, there's a lot of convoluted. <laughs> well, there comics are weird. Yeah. yeah. So. so there was a recent, and I'd say recent. I think it was like five years ago now, if not longer, uh, mini series called Original Sin. Original Sin. Yes, and in that mini series, uh, Nick Fury goes to the moon, kills Uatu. Who is the Watcher in the comics? I know that from a Kirby Crackle song. There yep. you go, uh, and steals both of his eyes. Well, that's gross. So he can use them to protect the Earth from other events by throwing his eyeballs at people. No, by using he... the you know, the Watcher's eyes. Not the Watcher. That's how the Watcher watches. He sees everything. Wouldn't he need his brain? No, he uses no. his eyes. Comics are weird. Comics and magic. <laughs> magic and aliens. <laughs> You pull out the alien's eyes, you can see everything. And it's all, don't we also learn that like Nick, that Nick Fury, we haven't actually seen for quite a while because he's old and stuff like that. Yeah, it's actually been like robot Nick Fury has been, a, and I'm also talking about the white Nick Fury yeah, as the, well, not yeah. the one that looks like Samuel Jackson. Oh, God. And yeah, it's and but Ryan and I were talking, we're not even sure if that's a thing anymore. Yeah, I don't even know how canon that is anymore because yeah. it's like because comics are weird. Yes. Yep. But, uh, Thank you, Movie Bob. Yeah, so if you like MCU, 
try what if it it's pretty good it only takes a, like half an hour out of your day yeah and something new to watch on Wednesdays. And because they're all individual, if the Captain Britain doesn't, ap- or Peggy Carter as Captain America doesn't really appeal to you, then, but you're a big fan of Guardians of the Galaxy and or Black Panther, you might want to just skip the first one. Or vice versa. If you really are into Captain America and not so much into the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, skip the second one. And really, they're 30 minutes long. What else yep. are you going to do? Just- <laughs> oh, here's an idea. I'm going to pitch. Okay, it's pitch too it. bad they probably haven't done it. Unless the is house the is The last episode was... So there were two sort of... Mm, sort of sister series in Marvel Comics. There was What If, and there was also What The, with a question mark, which was a comedy book. like Almost like Mad Magazine, but <laughs> centered around Marvel Comics and stuff. Okay. I think you could do something like What The in What If... The last episode of the season or next season, what if Deadpool was in the MCU? (laughs) Every movie is (laughs) R-rated. So much censorship, like you just bleep him out, and that's part of it, right? Because he's a self-aware character who can break the fourth wall. He's wondering why when he says fuck, it gets bleeped out. (laughs) We don't say that word here. We say ass and shit and damn, but we don't say. (laughs) It could be a lot of fun. Like, it'd be a way to sort of expand it a little bit and winkingly nod at the audience, right? Although Deadpool was in the animated Spider-Man, the one with the bucket head, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, But he's he's not in the the MCU. That's what I'm saying. No, but I'm saying he can be a non-R-rated character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he was in that TV show, which was, I think, rated Y. Yeah. Y7 or something like that. He's also in, he also makes a fantastic appearance in a Korean Marvel cartoon that I it might actually be on Disney Plus where it was kind of like they're not really the superheroes they're like kind of like Pokemon <laughs> like you got these discs with the superheroes on it and you could battle them and stuff like that but the version of Deadpool in that cartoon was as close as we ever got to Deadpool in the comics before the Ryan Reynolds movie. Like, it's pretty fantastic. Did he know he was a disc? And he's like, please don't put me back in the disc. I believe so, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode, which means Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? I'll go first, but I don't remember. What was my Geek Pick last month? Last month? Last week? Last or week. Two weeks last, ago? Two weeks I ago, know. last episode. I honestly don't remember. No. Because I, I don't remember if I said pick this one or not. But if I did, oh, well, I'll do it again, I guess. I've done that before. You can pick it multiple yeah. times. Oh, I know. But <laughs> uh, so, my one of my latest little uh, guilty pleasure shows to watch is the show um, on, uh, it's on space on Friday nights for like four hours. A new For episode. Four hours. Well, they do four. They, 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 they do a little block. Oh, okay. During the week, space does like Star Trek every every day. Yeah. Like all day. Like well, from the like four o'clock to like eight o'clock or something like that. But uh, so Friday nights they've been playing this this show. It's last. It's the first season, or at least last season's episodes, because new episodes air on Tuesday nights at eight. Um, on CTV, I believe. Uh, I have gotten hooked into Lego Masters. I have seen commercials for it. I have not seen the show. It's hosted by Will Arnett, It's hosted by Will Arnett. It's very much your... Take one of your, like, 
competition bait, you know, baking type shows or whatever, like or any of those type of shows. But instead of you know making a cake or making a craft thing, you're building with Legos. Oh, that's so cool! And they'll be like, I was watching actually, I was watching an episode a couple of them tonight before I came up here to record. They did one where they had uh, they brought they had one of those uh, Mad Lib type stories. Yeah, and they got some kids together, filled in the spots on the story, and went back to them and was like, okay, this is the story you have to tell. With your Lego build. And it was like uh, in the land of Cuckoo Magic, <laughs> the uh, the book chicken and the gymnastics, the, the horse that does gymnastics were looking to, were, went to the the evil, well, the the taker watcher's yeah. house to eat their, the, to take their, the, to, the who to eat toys the toys or something like that and say what the hell so I they have to Matt build Lips. this whole scene with Legos and make characters and all this stuff and then they but then oh oops like they almost got it finished and they're like oh we we missed a page and then they brought the kids back they made another added another thing they sent one kid to each workstation like each group and that that kid had to tell them like so it was like a fill in the blank was like and some blank came from the sky and blank came out of the ground and they're like well what and like the ones uh, a giant vegetable came out of the sky and the other one was like uh oh no it came out of the ground and then and broccoli fell from the sky and, st- <laughs> and these people made this like giant carrot creature that loomed over top of their uh, their whole thing. So, question for you about the show. Yes. Is it, uh, do they have, like, unlimited Lego that they yes. can build from? They okay. got a whole corner, and it's all, like, super, if you're, like, if you're ADD at all, you'd love it. Because it's, like. I was gonna say, it's like going to say, hope it's organized. It's probably it's what their designers, or- actually, like, Lego designers yeah, have to work with. All with. kinds of bins. You'd okay. be spending all the, the different- entire show just trying to find that one piece you wanted if it wasn't organized. Yeah. Well, that would see. My other thought was: Is it like that, or is it like chopped, where you get a box of Lego and yeah. that's what you have to no. build this shit out of? Um, what they had to do, they had to they give them like a space, a plot, a gap. Mm. They had to build a bridge, and the bridge had to be able to. The thing was, how much weight can your bridge hold? Oh, I've done that with library kids. So they did this, and uh, for safety reasons, they had to stop at a thousand pounds. <laughs> and some of these people, two two of the groups, had built bridges. That would hold a th- that could hold a thousand wow. pounds. Wow, that's crash. interesting. Well, there was a couple teams. Like one of the the ones that did the worst like failed at like forty five pounds. Still impressive, forty five. Yeah, pounds. I don't know if I yeah. could build something out of Lego that could hold any weight. Well, so. no, exactly. Right, but these people are supposed to be master builders, right? I yeah. think that that's a really cool show. I like that concept. I want to watch. And that it's now. in like season two or three at this point. I've never I even heard of it. Two. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I came across it one night. And I was like, oh, "This is kind of fun." And then all of a sudden, they're saying, "Oh!" And then I came across it. it was, you know, last week, I saw uh, on Friday night that it was on for like four hours. So I was like, "Oh shit!" So I ended up sitting and watching a couple hours episodes in a oh, row. That's and- cool. The episode I left on, I think it's like they were coming down to near the end of the season. So there's only four teams left. Each team had to go and pick uh, two little minifigures from the latest line of the mini blind packs. Yeah, and then find out if their minifigs were heroes or villains. And then they got teamed up with another team, and each team had to build their hero or villain's lair or hideout. Oh, that's so cool! And then do a combined battle scene. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. And and they had like 15 hours to work on it. Yeah. And so I don't know how it all turned out. And, cause, and, and if you, 
you can get immunity. You can if you win on certain nights or whatever, then you have what's called the golden brick. <laughs> and then if you decide once you have the golden brick, you can be like, okay, you know, we're gonna use the golden brick today. So then it doesn't matter if you the you know if you you use it when you don't maybe like not so sure about your build, and if you use them, then you're immune no matter what. You move on to the next week. Mm-hmm. And so this was like the last night that people could actually use. This was the last episode that they could use a, a, the brick because they're down to the top four. Yeah, okay. So the one team that had it was just pretty much throwing everything at, you know, they're like, well, we're going to use the brick today anyway. So they're just being super creative and trying to build all these crazy things. And it would have been really cool to see the one, you know, how it turned out because they built in their villain's lair a, a little like supercomputer. Out of all the, the the electronic Lego stuff. Oh, cool! Oh, okay. And they made like a little rotating the motors, where it's like the, I guess there's, there's Lego blocks that have a light in it yeah. and a little button in the back. And then they made these little pistons and stuff out of the, the mechanized stuff yeah. that will just ran, you know that is spinning and set up so it looks like it's random. And it's just so all the lights just go like flashing off and on on this like, supercomputer. Well, it's amazing when when you think about it. If they got access to like all the different types of Lego from like techniques yep. to. Uh, like even, like the Mario Lego, right? Where it's got that like music and noise sort of things built into it. That yep. like the the creativity you could get away with is probably pretty oh, yeah. awesome. The stuff these people make and the different techniques and you know, especially when they get judged when they have to make characters, if you know how blocky is the character, and you get some people that make it and it's like super smooth. They they're using like the smooth edge. It's rounded. You know, it doesn't look like it's just a square. You know, you don't see any of the the, 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 the knobs sticking out. Like, it's like, yeah, these people, they're, they're very talented. It's funny how they would judge it on how blocky it is when you're using Lego. But that's the thing. It's, no, I know, I know. Because the Lego's the medium. Yeah. You want to see what you can do with it. Yeah. And if you can do, if you are good with it, then it shouldn't look like Lego. I'm always super impressed with the Lego sculptures that people do. That yeah, I see well, all those life-size superhero ones at Fan Expo yeah. every year, right? Like that kind of stuff. That's always crazy. So yeah, watch Lego Masters or whatever. Yeah, watch it. It's fun. Cool. My turn. Yep. Um. All right. Well, my geek pick is a super oldie. Um, I found my Nintendo DS in a drawer. And it still worked. <laughs> it still works. It's perfectly fine. Woohoo! Um and. Uh, because I still don't have a PS4, I've been playing my Nintendo DS. And one of the games that I found was called Dragon Quest IX. And I've never played a Dragon Quest game before. Apparently there's at least nine of them. I and think there's more. Like, I think already? there was recently a game that came yeah. out with it for the Switch. Yeah. Well, so where did you find this game? Well, it's a turn-based RPG, so of course I would be... So you already owned it, but you've yeah. never played it. Yeah. And you forgot you had it. Yeah. I have a bunch of games for my DS that I have that I've never played that I totally forgot about until I found my DS and my games in my drawer. So now I'm addicted and I've been playing this. And like I said, it's a turn-based RPG. Uh, basically, I don't know what the plot of any of the other Dragon Quest games are. So I don't know if, what carries over or anything like that. Like Final I think Fantasy. it's like Final Fantasy where it's like the monsters yeah. designs are similar. Like the slime hasn't changed from the first one because I yeah. played the first Dragon Warrior. I think... And maybe they exist in the same world, like like the map. I mean, is like it's the same planet, but none of the stories happen at the same time. Oh, maybe I'm, like I somebody know for, can correct us. I know for the Final Fantasy series, there's certain elements that 
are carried through to every game. Chocobos. Chocobos and Moogles and a character named Sid. Yeah. There's always a character named Sid. Um, so I don't know if that's true for Dragon Quest. It's the Final Fantasy multiverse. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying this game. I mean, my DS is, I'm old, so the screen for my DS is very small. Um, and it's, since it's so tiny, it's like I can only play it for a little while before I'm like, my eyes hurt. But it's super fun and I'm enjoying it. So you're like this, your character is a Celestrian, which is basically an angel. It's very religious, this game, or has got a lot of religious overtones. And what happens is something, something happens, we don't know what, where the world tree, which is where the Celestrians get their power, something happens to it. And now I have to go, I end up falling onto the earth and I have to try to get back into the Celestrian world. And get my, I lost my wings in my halo, but there was a big earthquake too, and all sorts of weird stuff's been happening. But uh, the names of the monsters are super punny and they're very fun. And um, yeah, you get to build your own team. Like normally in these RPGs, you go around and you like collect characters, like you meet characters as you go. Yeah. But in this game, uh, you make friends with an innkeeper and then you go to their inn and you can basically recruit team members. So the can first, you recruit the innkeeper? No. So the first people, I just randomly got people and I'm like, oh, you guys are creepy looking. I don't like you. So I brought them back to the inn and wanted to exchange them for different ones. <laughs> can I trade in these, these these heroes for others, please? Pretty much. And then I figured out you can like create them. Like the, the character creation in this game for a DS game is super cool. Like you can do their hair and their colors and their clothes and their names and everything like that. Um, so I ended up, my character is uh, Azura, which is the name that I always use when I'm playing games. Uh, and then my team is, I made a guy with blue hair and I showed it to Brent and I'm like, this is my mage. What should his name be? And Brent's like, he looks like Jack Frost. So I named him Frost. Then I have a cleric who has pink hair. So I named her Rosie. And then uh, I made a monk because I needed another fighter. Who's bald. So you called him Slick. Now he's bald, but I called him Arashi after Brent's D&D character in the game that we're currently playing. And he kicks ass, I got to say. So yeah, if you have an old DS kicking around... Um, or if, I'm sure there's Nintendo DS emulators for your computer. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But we wouldn't know any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, 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 because that's totally illegal, so we don't know anything about it. Um, try Dragon Quest Nine. It's kind of fun. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Look in your drawer for your old DS. <laughs> so Brent? My, my geek pick this week uh, comes sort of courtesy of uh, Ryan and Snowhawk Cosplay. Because they both uh, managed to snag me some G.I. Joes a couple weeks ago. Um, since the After the last time we recorded, but before this episode. And the Cobra Viper, the Cobra Island series of Joes, which um, you know how, if you've listened to our podcast, you know how much uh, Ryan, Ed, and I have been scrambling to try and get these things. Uh, it's possibly my favorite figure of the year. It's definitely in the top five because it's it's a good looking figure, and it, it the reason it also goes up so high is you can put all of its accessories on it. I don't know why that's such a good play feature for me. Ed and I had that discussion at lunch today um, because he just got the new Commando Snake Eyes with Timber. Figure. Yeah, which I now am jonesing for it after seeing and his he, Well, first off, he said the, the Timber figure is great. Yep. Like the, the, the amount of articulation they put into this you know, Timber Wolf. For those who are not fans of G.I. Joe, Timber is a wolf. Yes. Uh, so. wah, wah. Timber yeah. Wolf. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
the one the thing he has against the set is Snake Eyes uh, comes with all these guns. Yep. Nowhere to put them. Yeah. No holsters, no backpack for them. That's it's the first it's like one of the first figures in this line of toys that hasn't had uh holsters or backpacks or enough like enough spots to hold all of their gear. Yeah, there what's the other one? There's one other one that's kinda like that too. I'm trying to remember. I think they all I'm trying to think most, most of, of them. it's almost all of them, but there was another one that I'm like, ah, oh, you can't kind of put everything on them. But like it but you can come close, but yeah, the, the Cobra Viper from Cobra Island, G.I. Joe Classified. It's a, if you like action figures and you like G.I. Joe, it's a, it's a sweet action figure. It's a, in the running for my figure of the year. That or uh, Orange Cassidy. That's that's my other figure. You could put his hands in his pants. Yes. Not the ones I got you for your birthday? Pony face? <laughs> oh, the Baroness? Yeah, and the, the, Craig. the Baroness is good. Craig's not really an action figure. It's a Funko Pop. It's a Funko, but Funkos aren't action figures. All right. They're, they're in action figures. They're in action figures, but <laughs> he is pretty sweet. Especially since he's got the, like, the little Craig brain, you know? I think I know what your, your toy figure of the year will be if you get one, though. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that? That, that uh, Goliath. The Neca Goliath. The neck of Goliath. Oh, it's gargoyles. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing reviews of it here. I almost ordered it for us, but oh. my big bad toy store, toy store cart was already pretty expensive. I can see already where, you, where it belongs. Sailor Moon stuff. You've yeah. got those little pedestals where you got the Funko oh, Pop. Oh, yeah. Gargo- we have a I know. So you have go up there. He, he stays there and he lives with him, or he put him on the other pedestal or something. Actually, yeah, where the he... fairy door is. Yeah. Isn't he really big, though? Will he fit up there? I'm sure oh, you yeah, can figure he, it out. Well, he's only he's like seven inches tall. He's not yeah. like twelve. See, I don't know what my my toy of the year will be because I don't remember what I bought this year. <laughs> yeah, I remember my we, most recent toy. I blame COVID and us not going to the movies or out to dinner and having more expendable income for toys. Well, that's you know, just funny you say that, and I didn't put it in the news, but I did see a stat uh, when I was reading the the Toys R Us stuff. That uh, the toy purchases this year were like up something like twenty percent. I'd be curious. It, well, I guess you would have to deem what is a hobby. Like hobby purchases on a whole have probably gone up exponentially. Like toys, we we know that cards, like sports cards, for the first time in decades, yep. the prices have gone up on them. I imagine, like from Jen's corner, maybe not so much. This year, but last year, knitting probably went up a lot, like yarn and sales and stuff like that. I don't know about yarn. Prices didn't go up, but I don't no, know No, but about like sales probably went done. up. Because probably. people sit at home making just like giving it, a, giving it a shot. You know, like, oh, well, I got nothing else to do. Might as well learn how to do this. But maybe a topic for a future episode. Yep. In the meantime, you can find Ryan at... Uh, at Tales from Collectorverse on Instagram, uh, and uh, the Tales from the Collectorverse episodes once a month here on uh, this uh, feed. Which one just got released? Just last week. Last week, where yeah. we talked, we spent lots of time talking about what we purchased and what was new coming out because there was a lot of new announcements, and we happened to buy a lot of stuff. And Jen's sailor snacking continues to roll, although you're on a little bit of a break right now. Yeah, we just finished. Uh season one of sailor moon crystal so that episode is up now where we tried some gum that's supposed to be able to Don't clean your that. teeth which it does not 
Um, yeah, so then we're going to take a little bit of a break before we get into, uh, we could return back to classic Sailor Moon R. And uh, we're, we're trying to uh, get through those stupid Alan and Ann episodes. They're awful. <laughs> They're so bad. I haven't even seen, uh, this is oh the, when those episodes of Sailor Snacking get released, they're worth listening to because they, like, I've just heard Jen's side of the conversation <laughs> and about how bad these episodes are. It's entertaining. Basically, we're, we're merging 13 episodes of the show into two episodes of the podcast so that you don't have to suffer through 13 episodes of us complaining how bad those 13 episodes are. <laughs> Get the fly. Get the fly. Also, I just looked at my Big Bad Toy Store pre-orders and the Sailor Moon doll that I ordered that was supposed to ship in July still has hasn't now been shipped. Moved? Well, at least we haven't been charged for it now yet. Now it says estimated arrival August 2021. And you can find me finding another job to pay for Sailor Moon toys. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find Brent on the side of the road with a sign that says, I have a wife with expensive tastes. Please give me money. Need money for Sailor Moon toys and Barbies. In the meantime, uh, I have a show on Mixcloud, care of Black Donnelly Radio. It's called The Dark Side. It used to be a traditional radio show. Now it's on an online service where I can swear. <laughs> where I play industrial goth and generally dark and gloomy music. But it's been a lot of fun and it's going to continue to keep going. Um, that's it for this episode. Um, oh, you can also find Kevin on like a million things. Yep. Stage Whispers. Uh, Galaxy Class. Galaxy Class. Has he got anything else besides this show? That's it right now. He's doing a production of The Twelfth Night. Yeah, which yeah. will be in Aurelia. I'm sorry, Kevin. I think we don't remember. Yeah, I think actually it. will be on by the time this. I mean, no, which it, I feel bad for advertising because, of course, good for Kevin. Well, the, the first, first week sold first out, first so sold you out, can't so. go anyways. But uh, yep, good luck to Kevin. Um, well, break a lake, Kevin. I guess you can't say the other one. Um, and that's it for the show. We will be back in two weeks. Uh, there. Since Sailor Snacking won't be up next week, there is something else that's going in its place for uh, an experiment of sorts involving a, a couple people that was uh, recorded a while ago. So, uh, is it what I think it is? Yes, it is. Okay. Good girl, Petra. You got so the So hopefully that'll be up and uh, enjoy. Bye. Bye. She got it. Look, it's dead. I'm so keeping that in. I'm so proud of you, Petra. Set your phasers to sexy. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. So set your phasers to sexy.